Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Forum here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, the voice of the Tampa Bay area, along with the members of the 4th Estate crew. I have in studio with me today the crew member, the lone crew member, Yamiko. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. All right. All right. Now, Yamiko's upset. Yeah. Well, yeah, isn't everybody? As we, I think everybody, a lot of people are upset. And we got on the other line as well, we have uh, Mabili. Mabili? Yeah, hold on. Mabili. <laughs> I'm here. All right, so Mabili's upset too, everybody. So we're all, we're all upset. Everybody's upset because of the election outcomes. Uh, we, we are not happy. And, this, and, and let me tell you, this is no laughing matter. I mean, we're giggling because, we, because we've been... You know, this is. <laughs> I, I I just can't. I cannot. I cannot. I, I just can't stomach what we just endured, right? And that's not all bad. When you look nationally, it's not all yeah, bad, right? I'm tired of people saying that. Yes, nationally, the Democrats won uh, most of the. Uh, we, we maintain. We maintain yeah. the Senate. We maintain the Senate. So, the House is down by seven, I think. Uh, by seven by seven uh, elections right now, there's seven elections that are pending uh, for us to possibly get the house as well. But, but Florida is Florida was a disappointment. Is, is was a, well is now technically a Republican state. Unbelievable. So because it used to be divided, but now it was, it, was, it was just red. Yeah, it was purple as a swing state. <laughs> Right, you know, I mean, and I just, but I wasn't surprised to be honest with you. I because they kept saying on TV that DeSantis would win. They said Marco Rubio would win. They uh, said, um, well, I, and I screwed up her name before. Lana, Lana Lena Paluna, she would win. We're gonna find that name yeah. out first. So, <laughs> what, whatever. Let's not say but, that again. But I'm they, find out. they all won, and I and I already knew that they would because I also knew too that. A lot of people were not going to go out and vote, even though, you know, they kept saying on TV how important for us, especially our community and the Hispanic community, to go out and vote. And they said on TV that, you know, a lot of uh, blacks, it just wasn't a turnout. That's why Val Demings didn't win. But she was ahead. I was very, I was very, very disappointed in that. Yeah, me too. Um, that was, that was a letdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. Yeah. And she fought. She ran a very, very good race. She did. She ran a very good race. And um, which is what makes it such a, partly what makes it such a disappointment, mm-hmm. right? But I think that uh, judging from the numbers that we're, that we're looking at, yeah. we, let, we let her down. Mm-hmm. We let her down. Yeah. Uh, Mobili? Yeah. Your thoughts Florida is definitely a southern state. Let's not forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Republicans ran that southern strategy in Florida and ran a lot of propaganda that I believe Latinos fell for, especially down in South Florida. Miami Dade was a Democratic stronghold until now. Yeah. Well, yeah, let, let's talk about that for a moment. Let's, let's, okay. let's, let's look at that for a second, okay? Yeah. When we look at, we, we have to remember now, folks. You know, Latino, the Latino or Latinx, however they, however we want to look at it, mm-hmm. the Hispanic population is mm-hmm. not, we have to remember, it is not monolithic. Mm-hmm. It's history, it's political history, it's very, their political history is very different from a lot of other folks here in the United States. And when we look at that, what do I mean? What I mean is they are from different ethnic groups. The impacts and the impacts, advantages, disadvantages, and so forth that come from these elections are going to be very different because the communities are very different. Now, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Historically, we would say we would look at white Cubans, and and and, and we have to look at it that way because white Cubans from a particular generation, mm-hmm. okay, predominantly. The, gener- the baby boomer generation or the generation of Castro uh, are the ones who, who the ones who came to the United States and so forth 
are the ones who, are, who we have witnessed voted Republican in the state of Florida. Okay? That's, that's what they've done. Uh, the, because, because that is the group, the, the right wing has been in support of keeping Cuba, what, shut down. Right? Right. The left has been has been opposed to that mm-hmm. and trying to find ways to open it back up. Right? Yeah. Now, the reasoning for that, we, we, we don't need to get into the reason for that right now. But the bottom line is that is a that is an historical fact when dealing with white Cubans and their Republican leanings, their their right wing leanings. Right? Um the the other part of that is you look at at uh, at groups like uh, Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Puerto Ricans, on the other hand, are a totally different breed. Why? Predominantly, you'll find Puerto Ricans voting the same way that you find Black Americans voting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been something that has been happening since you know since the time that Puerto Ricans have been coming to the mainland, right, and allowed to vote. Uh, the main thing to keep in mind is that with their vote, um, you have to remember their economic standing. Their economic standing in the United States, um, requ- not required, but um, led them to to lean more to the left. Mm. Right? Yeah. Now, what we have seen recently has been a... a uh, a travesty in politics and a, and, a, and a phenomenon, if you will. In my mind, it, it's a travesty only because of the, the daggum Cheeto man that has actually led it, right? Mm-hmm. Number three. So, um, number three has, has created, and nobody wants to admit it, but it's the truth. He created a situation in the on the right wing that is... That is uh, that that has a propensity to follow this 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 cult of personality that's not very bright, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, they follow uh, tropes that are ridiculous, right? Yeah. They make us ridiculous assertions. They do ridiculous things, um, and, and and they go off of well, um, he has the guts to say it. And say what nobody else is going to say, and do what nobody else is going to do. We're going to follow him. But what did he say? He didn't even say anything. He hasn't said. He hasn't said. Well, really, you know, he hasn't said one single solitary thing that made sense yet. Right. No. no. Okay. And and he has, he has a whole generation of people who are poor that, for the longest time of all, he didn't care a damn about before ever. Now all of a sudden, all, all of a sudden, these people are following him. That to me is a phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, understand the Puerto Rican uh, movement, but uh, that needs to be explored a little a little further. But I do know that the propaganda of why every time you would point out Republican racism, they would retort with Democrats are just socialists. <laughs> and it plays right. on the fears, especially of older Cubans, but I'm not sure about Puerto Ricans, why they responded to that, but it played on the fears of older Cubans that the United States is supposed to be a stable country, not like the socialist regimes you're escaping from. Mm-hmm. I but mean, I... Oh, go ahead. On top of that, the, the anti-immigration fervor that's been emanating from the Republicans should have been an eye-opener. And it has not been. Venezuelans who were used as, as props for the governor, uh, I guess we're calling them disanctimonious now. <laughs> right, right, right. I, you know, some people think that's crazy. I, I like that one, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty smart. But, I mean, I've even heard people say he could be saying he's not sanctimonious by saying desanctimonious, but that's even right. here nor here. The fact <laughs> of the matter is, they fell for this propaganda out of fear. They keep using fears and they keep using this socialist trope to 
the the basically gain votes, and I'm, I'm not sure why people continue to fall for that in in the face of racism, in the face of them being used in this anti-immigrant fervor. We don't have, Florida doesn't have any borders with Mexico or any others, but the has kept using that trope. Yeah. And these people were divided, I believe. The Puerto Ricans and the Cubans and Venezuelans, they were all divided in terms of whether or not they're going to fall for this. And it just broke in Florida. It broke the Republicans' way. The propaganda worked. Yeah, but yeah. this was a lot of voter suppression that went on. The sanctimonious has been going around uh, suppressing the vote by making people fear for the vote, by parading people here arrested. And if any police force needs to be defunded, it needs to be his election police. Absolutely. Well, hold, hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. I want to make sure that, that we cover the other part first. That's a very good point with Open Really, Very good point. And we're going to visit that in just a second. We got a phone call. Let's get that phone call in. Okay. All right. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. How are you? Morning. Hey, listen, I, I wanted to throw this at you. I know we were talking about the election. And, you know, I had a chance to talk to Representative Al Lawson. Oh, yeah, man. That, that was a real loss, man. And... Yeah, and it, that case still remains in court. He still remains uh, fighting, I mean, to eviscerate a black district, break it up into four pieces and stuff. Uh, hopefully, the courts will see fit to change, to, to change the rigging that took place here in the state of Florida, particularly with the Val Demings and, and uh, uh, the uh, Charlie Chris district, and, and they had an extra district that's just, I mean, this is it, it, just the, the whole thing in Florida was, was just a, a rigging of the of, 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 of the election and stuff. So, uh, Al, Al, I hope that what I told Al, you know, something I think that you need to do is is real fight for the district. But I think in two thousand twenty four, you need to. I know you're older, but he needs to run for senate, run against. I think Charlie. I mean, Rick Scott, just for the heck of it, give him that would be great. Hell. And I mean, it, yeah, but I wanted to bring something else that happened this weekend. You know, I've been calling on the radio here about this case of mine and stuff. Well, we filed a writ of tertiary to the Supreme Court of the United States. I'm sorry, a writ of what? A writ of tertiary. Okay, what, what is that so people know what that is? That's a petition so that they request the Supreme Court take your case or look at your case stuff like that. Okay. And they they have a choice of rejecting it or docketing it and then sending it out for review. I mean, sending it out to the agency. Well, anyways, my case was docketed. It's case number pull up 226,000. 226, Supreme Court case uh, uh, is docketed. That means that what we do, essentially what we do... You're breaking up. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, so essentially what we've done is challenge the existence and the attitude of what the drug enforcement agencies were doing all over the country in terms of targeting and where did they get such authority. Congress never gave them the authority to, 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 to only they gave them those the register and register doctors and deregister all this stuff about enforcing all those, the DEA does not, does not, was not authorized to control, uh, to, to dictate medical procedures or control medical science. And you can look at, they even say that, and the right procedure or guidelines. So they're using a guideline that is called red flag to go after all of these doctors and pharmacists and those sort of things, which is unconstitutional. They do not have the authority to do at all, and they say that in terms of high dose. You hear this thing about high dosages of, of opioids. They don't control the max. There is no maximum or minimum amount of that a doctor does. They don't have authority, but they've been enforcing these laws illegally. And this this thing, if it's granted, challenges the very existence of this agency. Look at case two two six thousand. Before the United States Supreme Court, they called me. I filed, made, wrote the writ, writ. 
they called me writ of surgery. And if, if this thing is granted, this is going to be uh, a, a game changer. And this so-called war on drugs was now switched to a war on doctors, dentists, and pharmacists. And so, again, it's a writ of surgery. Pull it up. Go to the Supreme Court site. Docketed number 226,000. 226,000. All right. All right. You're, 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 and thank you so much for your support. But there's a lot of people behind this 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 effort, and it fits in with the Ruhan versus United States decision. You know, the only way you're going to stand for something is you stand up for something and stuff. And I get so many of you. And what we need again, support. Uh, we've got dollar sign dot norm, and we also got our Zell number there. And read, you are within the norms dot com. You are within the norms dot com. We, it's just it's just simple. Man. You can't go in here and snatch people's property and just just on a whim and stuff, and then call yourself and, and then call people drug dealers who are in fact these are legal medications that are being that that are FDA approved that are being used for the treatment of conditions, and all, thousands of people have died because of the foolishness of the DEA sickle cell anemia. You know that one, man. People have suffered because of this foolishness. Again, I thank you for putting this on the forum because a lot of our black media have just dropped the ball on this one. No, but we you won't. No, we promised that we would make sure and, that we, and we that we followed it, and one. that's and that's yeah, man. Hey, listen, two, thank two, you, Doc. Thousand, pull it up, pull it up. Don't be afraid. You know, you read. You are within the norms. dot com. I remain again scrappy, unbowed, and determined. Because they are not going to come in here and snatch my stuff and then turn around and then and just and then walk away and, 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 and I'm supposed to sit down there and cow. This is no different. What they're doing around the country is no different for what happened in Tulsa. And too many of us have just accepted this. And the one reason why they targeted Florida A and M pharmacists, you know why? Because they don't fight back and they know it and they know it and they know it. They will. Oh well, you know how it is, man. You know what that's like. Well, this guy is fighting back, okay? And All right. Those donations, uh, thank you so much, Walter. And I'm going to let you go because I'm going to start preaching this morning. <laughs> Get my head That's out here. That's all right, Doc. Get my head out here and say, oh, and you need to, oh, and I was, uh, but I'll, That's all right, Doc. We need you back in the community. We need you back. We need you and we need all the others back in the community so we can stop this health this healthcare desert. All right. Thank all right. you so much. Peace to all you, right. man. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, I do want to say that, um, so I was listening to the radio this morning, and clearly it was a Republican station because they were talking about how uh, they were so happy of of, of uh, the turn of what happened, who won, because now this is, the, the Republicans will take over, and the Democrats, we can be quiet now, and, you know, they don't have to worry about what uh, what's going on in schools, and... Because they were saying they didn't like how the uh, the education system was going on, and I just <laughs> I, f- I felt I felt sick listening to it. I'm like, why am I listening to this crap? But I also wanted to say too that I don't understand the Hispanics why most of them voted Republican, and then they would bring up that you know the ones that were trying to come over here they were here illegally. Well, you all are the same, so why are you turning against your own people? You know, I, 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 I don't, I don't get that, but, you know. The, 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 the stereotypical, the, the stereotype that was made mm-hmm. in the beginning of, of number three's campaign mm-hmm. where he made those comments yeah. and continued to make those comments uh, throughout his, his presidency, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Were, you're absolutely right. There's absolutely no excuse for that number one, uh-huh. but number two, and, and most importantly, it is it is dumbfounding. Yeah, it literally is dumbfounding, um, guys. That we would that we would have a response from a from a Hispanic community. I don't care whether we look at it. earlier. I, I made the point of saying that it's not monolithic. It is not monolithic. But it's talking about you know, and 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 were they talking about um, Mexicans and Chicanos? Yes, they were. And, and 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 so here's the thing: if they, I mean, this is what 
this is what's being said about you yet about them, yet the response from them is to is to support. Yeah, because when they look at this this guy, and I, I can't comprehend. Like you said, I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, I can't comprehend how that how that works exactly. It, but but I can tell you um, that we. Black folks mm-hmm. have the same we do. the same type of mentality. Right. The lighter you are, the yeah. Well, no, yeah, there's that too. There is yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. But but no 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 no. Oh, I thought <laughs> no no. I wasn't going that <laughs> down. But no, you, you got that. <laughs> you can have a beer. You know. It's the truth. It's true. It's true. It is true. It is true. Uh-oh. Um, but 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 here's the thing. <laughs> the. <laughs> The my my cousin uh, Miss D mm-hmm. used to come onto the show, and she and, and even even privately she talks about this magical Negro, mm-hmm. magical Negro yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Myth. The magical Negro myth is that you know we gonna you know you can do whatever the heck you want to to us, and we just magically just uh, uh, forgive you. <laughs> whatever it is being said, and they and they continue to do it. Uh-huh. Like it, 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 it's like he's gonna change. If somebody beats your ass, your, oops, excuse me, beats your behind and keeps doing it, yeah. Then what exactly? I mean, you gonna go? Oh, come back and beat it again. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we just keep coming back for butt whoopings. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you get what I'm saying? And yeah. and and and, it's, and socially, uh, like my man, life Malcolm would say. He, he, I mean, he's. I, I know life. I know if life is listening, I know he's gonna call in. Yeah. But you know, when are we gonna learn to do for ourselves? Yeah. Right. But I think Yumiko makes a, a excellent point because I think that it has been what's happening with the Latino population is that they have demoralized them politically into this schism, this dividing line that says, "Oh." We uh, we came here. My grandparents came here the right way, quote unquote, Ugh. the right way. And Come you guys on, are just coming over here, I guess, the wrong way. But the bottom line is there is a difference between immigration and amnesty. Uh, people come here looking to be uh, safe from whatever violence they're escaping. Right. And right. they have a right to amnesty. They have a right to at least have a hearing. And so this dividing line is really meant to demoralize Latinos into agreeing with the anti-immigration fervor, even though they are Latino. And I think when you look at the idea of people coming here for amnesty and protection, then you would have to open it up to Haitians because they are escaping very egregious situations, especially with the gangs have completely taken over politics in that country. So a lot of them are under threat every day. And but they're not welcomed. They're not they were greeted in Texas with cops on horseback whipping them, which is a scene from the past. Right. So I think that we need to we need to have a serious discussion about this dividing line where we pit one group of immigrants against another. Yeah, cuz I mean at the end of the day, I mean these Hispanics that voted for the the Republican Party, any of them at any moment would get rid of their behinds and, and send them back where they came from in, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand what's different between the certain or the different kinds of Hispanics. Like typically uh, people look at Mexicans as, okay, they they go out and they, you know, cut grass or they... What you know? They're they're in the, the they're, they're in the back, you know, washing dishes. So you know, you got all these different uh, Hispanics of of all kind, you know, in our world. But I mean, when it comes to this, you you're you're turning against them, just like what happened. You know, you're saying that it's okay for these white Republican men to to say that women can't have abortions. You voting Republican, you're saying that it's okay for them to not discuss certain topics in schools. By you voting Republican, you're saying it's okay, you know, for all this hate and discrimination to go on in our country. 
I, I was very uh, that's what upset me the most especially about the you know the abortion law the fact that a lot of people voted for that wow I was right. I was flabbergasted. Right. I, I just couldn't believe it because I thought, really? So what does that tell me about most of you women out here? What you think? It's kind of crazy. It's, it's crazy. Only in Florida, because okay, yeah, in Florida has rejected has rejected this this whole uh, line of talk from the Republicans. This whole propagandizing from the Republicans, and that's the reason why the Republicans didn't want to talk about abortion because it's being rejected all over the country except here in Florida. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and I was happy, you know, that California and New York did did their part, did what they were, they were supposed to do. They voted Democrat, which, huh, I mean, a lot of a lot of states did, but we just couldn't get it right. And and I hope at some point we can. But we got a lot of calls, so let me Ooh, take a right up, didn't take a few of these calls. Uh, Caller, listen, you're on the uh, Sunday. Oh, we can do that on uh, huh? on 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 uh, donation day. <laughs> Caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Let's do it. Let's do it. What we got? Hello. Hello. Hey. Good morning. This is Chris Steiner calling back from last week. Um, yeah, I want to talk to you, Walter. I, I don't know if uh, if Mobilia or Miko are, are capable of understanding, not misconstruing. <laughs> don't, 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 last, don't. Last week. But no, you put words in my mouth. No, and you're sitting up here insulting me, and I'm not going to put up with it. So you, don't sit you know, up here and talk about if I'm capable of understanding. Don't do that. Well, you do work at a, uh, you said you work at a nursing home, and we've had this okay. on, on the asymptomatic before. You do know what the word asymptomatic means, meaning without symptoms, that somebody is suspected perhaps of having an infection and they have no Whoa. symptoms. So I know Walter knows what that means. I just want to make sure that the audience understands because three times after two clarifications and that I was hung up on last week, um, I want folks to know that the CDC's website now reflects exactly what DeSantis said to not screen people who are asymptomatic without symptoms. And I wanted to also let folks know that um, back on October 11th, uh, in front of the member, a member of the European Parliament um, had uh, questioned uh, Pfizer's president of international developed markets, Janine Small. And this video is online. I'll post it on your Facebook page, Walter. She admitted that the Pfizer's shot, so-called vaccine, had never been tested before, and uh, its ability to prevent transmission of COVID-19 had never been studied. And I know that I already knew that was the truth before the COVID shots were released. Um, but I would like to ask any of you, uh, oh, I know, Walter, I, I spoke to you about this before. Do you remember the first time you've heard the COVID shots do not prevent transmission? Do I remember hearing that, that they do not call that they do not what not prevent transmission? Yeah. The, the oh yeah, time. yeah. I've, I've yeah yeah I've, I've. Well, when was the I've first time that. you heard that? I Please. can't remember it's truthfully, but transmission, Walter. Clearly, it does. The deaths have gone down, and I think it is a shame that DeSantis is trying to take a bow for his COVID response with all he did and all Chris is doing is trying to politicize it. Well, what I did, I actually call. I'm on record of calling in December of 2020, Walter, and I'll post this on your Facebook page as well, all the references that show that the COVID shots were never studied. And I pointed this out from the British Medical Journal of Associate Editor Peter Doshi writing on this, New York Times writing on this. So this is well known. And um, he's writing that they were never studied for anything other than preventing mild symptoms, not hospitalizations, not deaths, not intensive care units. And I remember call people calling in that day to your show, Walter, who were very alarmed by that. And now we find that there is, re um, well, reversed efficacy. Uh, but, you know, these are all, this is all referenced. What we have here is disinformation from our own government. When we have People saying like Biden, Fauci, Walensky, who's the head of the CDC, uh, Albert Bourla, who's the Pfizer CEO, <clears throat> Rachel Maddow, Bill Gates, all saying that you will not get infected, you won't get sick if you get a COVID shot. And they knew that was a lie. That's disinformation. Okay, well, well let, let's, let's put a pin in it for a second. Let's put a pin in it for a second, okay? Um, Chris, I, I appreciate, while I appreciate the information, 
Um, one of the things that, that I want to make sure that we're clear about is today we're not talking, that's not the focus of our, of our discussion. However, um, there, will, there will come a point in our discussion because of, you know, clearly because we're looking at, at reasons why the campaigns went, they went, went the way they went, that we're going to end up discussing something similar to this um, because it was, it, was a, it was a travesty um, uh, to see, and, and, and Mobili's correct, uh, you know, I don't like the way that the governor handled things. Uh, he, he did politicize it. Um, and there were, and, and, and he took the perfect opportunities to continue to do that. Now, uh, you know, we're, we're going to go on to the next, you know, to, to the other subjects, but I just want to make sure that we're clear that right now we're not, we're, we're going to take this information that we have right now and we're going to, at some point, revisit this. Okay. Um, but right now, I would like to know where Chris came up with his number that DeSantis caused the unnecessary death of over 40,000 Floridians. Where did that number come from? I've been looking for it. He opened up too soon. I mean, we had a long, longer stretch than any other state of the lowest COVID case rate during the pandemic. And I don't know how Chris could have said that, but you know, like I mentioned before, the Great Barrington Declaration, we need to focus on those who are ill because as Fauci's finally admitted, this is endemic. We're going to have to live with it. We're going to have to protect ourselves, boost our own immune system, and protect those who cannot. Those are the frail. And that's the crux of the situation. The crux of the argument here is that if we have another pandemic, are we going to be shut down? Are we going to not care about our rights enough to even ask for epidemiological data when it does exist? And, and then be told it, 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 and, and you know what, Chris? Let me tell you something. They need to make sure, damn it, that they give us the right information and not, and not bull jive us about what, about what it is because that's exactly what happened. They, they gave us right. bad information consistently. Um, and, and well, in an effort, in an effort to, in an effort to politicize what what's going on, but we, but we got to go to our next caller, okay? Well, uh, how did I know that the all, you know, you're never going to eradicate it because you've never been able to. We've never eradicated a virus that's animal vector that is spread by animals. And now Fauci's finally admitted that the last few months, but other people have been saying that for years. Just well, protect the frail, and Chris, we're going to have to live Chris, with it. Chris, right. I, I got, I got it, I got it. We're gonna, we, we right now. We're gonna. That's not the, the the focus of our discussion. Okay, so all right. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Post on your page. Bye. All right. All right. So so um. Well, one thing I can agree with is that we will have to live with it, just like we live with the flu. Every year we have to. Some people have to take flu shots. And I mean, the bottom line is nothing is one hundred percent foolproof. But again, politicizing is exactly the reason why we got skewed information. Here in Florida. Absolutely. Uh, no question about it. But but in, in taking that information, for instance, and focusing in on what on the subject matter that we that we're focusing on today, we we look at let's look at the at the gubernatorial debates. Okay? During the gubernatorial debates, there was a finger pointing that was going on between whose policies um, in, in Congress versus the state policies were were better, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, who was at fault for the numbers being what they were, uh, who had a better response, um, and and so I, I noticed that that uh, what's his name, De Sanctimonious, the Governor De Sanctimonious, uh, actually kept his mouth shut during a certain point because he couldn't deny his fault, yeah, his fault in the matter in, in terms of in terms of. How he reacted to things and how he politicized things, it, it, and and all that aside, all that aside, the realities are these. Just like you said, Mabili, I think that the the the, the better response would have been um, to come up with the solution, the better solution, right, in terms of responses. What are you going to do? What you get? What I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because what? Because there was a lot of finger pointing and stuff like that. What are you going to do? That's going. That's going to be better. People were split on who responded best. Now that's just the answer. Good to truth. People were split on who responded on who responded best. And who However, did you feel responded best? Well, I think I think that 
that the sanctimonious's response was I'm getting good at that, aren't I? <laughs> um, the sanctimonious's response was actually a, a very good response um, from the standpoint that he says, <laughs> uh, "What did he say?" Uh, uh, I don't know because I wasn't listening. Now you try to. <laughs> well, I had, I had to listen to both sides. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Right. But but his response, his response, his response. And I, I only say it was a very good response because it was a good political response, right? Okay. All right. So his response was, "Hey, you know, I kept Florida open for the jobs and opportunities for you to continue to work." And if we kept Florida closed the way that you wanted to, this is where he's pointing fingers, the way you wanted to keep it closed, uh, uh, Senator, then we would have then we would have ended up in uh, uh, what do you call it? We ended up in uh, uh, you know getting uh, going bankrupt, right? All right. So there, so everybody's like, yeah, you know, everybody's all yeah, they're excited, they're excited because yeah, they said that. Now let's let's look at that for a second. There were people who lost a lot of money. Yeah. Tourism was down. Mm-hmm. All, the state was shut down. We had some problems. We had some serious problems, right? Well, we had a virus. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, exactly. Now, what state wasn't going through that, right? Yeah, but... Right. No, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, listen. Now, let, let's go and let's listen to what, to what uh, uh, Governor Chris's response okay. was. Mm-hmm. Governor Chris's response was, no. Because I shut down, I saved lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I shut down, I saved lives. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we the didn't know anything. Be. We didn't know anything. We knew nothing about this thing. All right. And that, that was not, that was not, and I'm just being honest. Okay. Because we, for, that was a top-down issue. Mm-hmm. That was a top-down issue. Because from the from from uh uh Cheeto man number 3's number 3's responses overall mm-hmm. and the way he handled things was to shut down and, and quiet the CDC director right no I, I don't think a lot of people I, you know and it, it 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 was strange to me how many people even noticed when I talked to folks that there there's such a thing as a CDC director and the CDC director was not was not speaking for a long time. Right. A long time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. People assumed that Anthony Fauci, there were people who thought that Anthony Fauci was the CDC director. Well, yeah. He was not the CDC director, folks. And that's what, and, and, and we went for a long time listening to, I'm not saying don't listen to Dr. Fauci. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that because he was, he was correct. Yeah. Right? Okay. But we sat there and listened to, but we had sat there, we sat there and listened to this guy the president of the United States tell us that it's okay to use these, what do you call it? What was that? What was that ability that he said to do? Uh, we can take a light and put it in under the skin and we can see the ultraviolet light. Oh, yeah. Infrared <laughs> light and all this other stuff. What? Just absurd stuff. And people sitting out there listening to this guy. If that does not speak to you about how, how stupid this guy is and, and, how, and how, how gullible and affable people are to sit there and listen to what he's saying, and they didn't even stop long enough, they were drinking the Kool-Aid. Now listen, that same, that same thought process goes into we, who we made a terrible mistake. We made a horrible mistake in reelecting this governor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but everybody likes that kind of. <laughs> Listen to this dude, uh, and now they fighting between each other. But and, and on top of that, the COVID response is among Republicans. <laughs> we're all wrapped up in Republican politics. They oh didn't yeah. Want to vote for the stimulus? Yes. They didn't want to. Uh, they didn't do anything about the labor shortages. No matter how much you opened up before we had a vaccine. You still had no clue as to how you were going to get people safely back to work. And a lot of poor people who worked on those on those uh, fast food restaurant jobs were forced to go back to work when they weren't uh, secure, didn't feel comfortable going back. So a lot of people ended up resigning, quitting. And, you know, the labor shortage is something that we still deal with. The Republicans had no clue as to what to do about the supply chain. Uh, disruptions that were going on because of COVID. And even during the campaign, when he kept uttering the word inflation, inflation, trying to wrap it around Democrats' neck as an albatross, they had no clue as to what they were going to do about inflation. 
and prices kept rising. A lot of these companies who had not been com- uh, impacted by the pandemic uh, were taking PPP loans and not doing anything but right. they had in their pockets and their bank accounts with it. So mm-hmm. this was all wrapped up in Republican politics. Absolutely. And I mean, it's still going on. There are still people, like you said, losing their jobs. But I mean, there's people that we actually have gained some jobs here recently. But yeah, I mean, they have. They've been using this whole uh, Democrat agenda uh, about a lot of things. And and I just think it's ridiculous. Uh, They're blaming inflation on, on the Democratic Party and on Biden. And Biden has nothing to do with inflation. You know what? That, that's, and that's they don't absurd. ever have solutions that either on how to fix it. Exactly. And that is, and that sounds, but listen to the arguments that's being made. Mm-hmm. It sounds exactly like the leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is Trump-esque. Right. Yeah. But that's what people want. That's what people like. You, you, you're giving no, so, no substance to anything that's being said at all. And so it's simple to, to just say that, listen, and 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 here and here's what irritates me more than anything. Let's I'm gonna because because I'm gonna jump on the Democratic Party for a minute. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? I cannot tell you how many times I have, and I, and I hope I hope that the leadership of the Democratic Party is listening to what I'm saying. I really hope you listen to what I'm saying. It cannot be that the only time that we see you is when you want to vote. Yeah. It cannot be that you are not organizing with our CRAs and our community redevelopment agencies and areas and helping to to uh helping to uh understand the reasoning and dynamics of what's happening in our communities. But you know, what can we expect, right? They they never done it. All right. Mbili? Would well, you agree I mean, with me? I've seen a few. We saw Darren Rousson come over. Yeah, of course. But that but he's not the representative of the Democratic Party. He's a he's a state senator. In the state. And and again, bringing him up reminds me of the fact that he came up with a a redistricting map that was completely rejected. And in violation of Florida law, the legislature where Darrell Rousson sits gave that power over to the governor, which is a violation of law. Absolutely. And in the process, he got rid of a black district. district. And that's a violation. You're not, the Supreme Court has already ruled that you're not supposed to uh, hurt somebody based on race in terms of their representation. And that's exactly what this sanctimonious map did. And we just can't let that slide. But you and know, I mean, we can't let it slide. Want to fight? If they need to fight, they need to fight on redistricting. Absolutely, we, but we cannot let that slide. Now, that's at that level. Now, let's look at the community itself. How do we deal with this? The way that we did, I, I'm of the belief. I'm of the belief, and I, I like to hear from folks on this one. Call in eight one three two three nine nine six six three. We have got to take agency in what we're doing. We are not taking enough agency in what we're doing. We're, let, we're leaving it in the hands of the Democratic Party to do for us, and they're not going to do it. They have not done it. They're not going to do it. Not until election time. Forget it. If you want something done, you got to do it yourself. You got to make it get done. You have to go and, and get it. You, you got to take it. You understand what I'm saying? We we otherwise we're gonna sit there and be sitting ducks again. Yeah, but how can we do that if nobody's going out and voting, doing what they're supposed to do? Again, Seriously, again, we didn't have enough. We again, didn't. again, I, I agree with you. I don't I don't disagree with anything you're saying. What I, but what I am saying is mm-hmm. it takes more than just than just going out to vote. Mm-hmm. It takes organizing. It takes creating. The block can't. The block doesn't just happen. The block is created. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I do have to point out there was at least one bright spot in Florida, and that's Val Demings' House of Representatives seat has been taken by a Generation Zer, a young man, 25 years old, by the name of Maxwell Alejandro Frost. Yes, so black man. That's somebody we can embrace in Florida. Was that the one that got interviewed by by The View the other day? 
Yeah. Okay, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, they mm-hmm. like you. They yeah. like this guy. Yeah. And his big issue is gun violence, which is something that Republicans want to put their head in the sands about. They don't want to do anything about the gun. So no matter how much time they spend in the community politicizing everything, they want to ignore the solution. Yeah, they keep and, thinking it's okay to have an AK-47. <laughs> right. But while at the same time politicizing crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So we got a lot of calls on the line. I'm going to take let's, the one that's been on hold the yeah. most. Let's start. Long, and so. for those people who understand, uh, those people after that, please understand we have to go to the, the uh, break. Uh, hang tight after that, and uh, we'll be back uh, in a little bit. But let's go ahead and take this this call. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hello, Walter. Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, I would like to ask permission to please be brought over past the NPR break. Let me say this. Chris... And your gentleman from Florida A and M, I appeal to you: contact the people at WMNF and pitch for your own show. You have almost literally wasted an entire hour, Chris, talking about something that should be settled right now. And the gentleman from Florida A and M, what you had to say is very interesting. But we wanted to talk about the subject that Walter you brought up. I wanted to talk about what's going on in the Latino community. And we couldn't do that because you guys hijacked the show. I don't know any nicer way to say it. (laughs) Can I go over to the... Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can, brother. Yes, you can. All right. Hey, tight, brother. All right. I put him on hold. Uh, Do I take another caller? Uh, Yeah, we got got a little time. Let's do that. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hey there. Hi. Uh, God bless, and thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, just wanted to clear up um, the Hispanic thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, honestly, it is so easy to question why, you know, one that got the privilege to um, come into this country and then make it triumphant in their life, why make uh, such a, you know, hurdle for your fellow brother and sister to do the thing? Um, it, you know, you see it being played on, like... Forgiveness of student loan, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it'd be great, you know, if we were able to give, you know, um, freedoms of education, you know, for for the many people of the country, and that's, you know, that's that's always a questioning thing on why make a, you know, a, a, why make it harder for those that have already done it. So it's it's definitely, you know, um, you know one. A questionable thing, but again, I think it just comes down to economic status. You know what I'm saying, or economic position, because um, whether sorry, that's a little light. Whether culturally, it doesn't matter whether it's a Hispanic, um, you know, black person, uh, whether it's an Indian person, you know, um, when when someone is put in a different economic status, all they do is look around and who's new around them. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, here in America is only a white way of looking at being in that status. And, and that's where the ignorant comes in because mm. they, they believe, oh, okay, now I'm supposed to look at things politically, economically, and in life like these people look at it. And these people, they told me when I was trying to make it in life, hey, you got to think of things like this. And they think that it's idealism that they're receiving. But it's actually a brainwash, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. My love and respect for the question on how you gonna put a hurdle, you know, what I'm saying on something that made it a privilege for your life. How you gonna do that to others? And unfortunately, I think it just goes down to more of the economic status, you know, or position, um, you know. But but again, I, I thank y'all so much for the show and for the conversation and um. Just, you know, it's funny. I listen to a mix. I'm Puerto Rican. I listen to all kinds of music. Um, you know, my father, luckily, we were able to work in a church that was Mexican culture here in the Waimama Ruskin area. Okay. Uh, all right. So we were able to see. What's the name of the church? Sir, it is Bethel Mission. All right. It's a beautiful place. It's still, um, you know, the, the place is still rocking. Bethel Mission is still rocking. Get a chance. Check out Bethel Mission, y'all. And RCMA is a is a uh, uh, an academy next to it for kids, the immigrant kids that come to the country. You know, they get them up to par in their English, 
and into the studies, and then they can go into a public school or just continue to study there. You know, it, it's just been beautiful to see the culture. No, no matter what difficulties were put in front of them, they continue to triumph on. You know what I'm saying? And, Absolutely. Um, you know, respect to the Lord for, for giving them the strength, but only the culture itself, too, that they said, hey, no matter how many tips are on our shoulders, we're going to make sure to get to the top, you know? Hey, so, man. Thank you, brother. And respect to the show and, and to what y'all, the message, and keep shining, okay? God bless. All right, Thank brother. You. Saying to you, man. Uh, keep right. on shining, brother. Thanks. Hey, hey, yeah, man, definitely. Um, we, we're going to go to the break. Okay. Um, we got, you know, you know, I'm a Wu-Tang Clan fan. Y'all <laughs> yeah. know I'm a Wu-Tang, right? Mm -hmm. So we did find a clean version. So we're going to play Protect Your Neck, Wu-Tang Clan, right here.